1: Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by the gorilla position.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. Also, now we are being presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Also, we are sponsored by caller and Edible brand.com where you can get 10% off when you use promo code JK podcast at the checkout. Also in partnership with hypecityvapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JK podcast. You can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TB Talk Pod. As always, I am Big Joe.
0: I'm Carl All right,
1: Carl, as usual, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, and I figured we'd kick off with a bit of a doozy this week. It's uh, making its way, it's making its rounds on social media and the circles we travel in. We found out who Kurt Angle's retirement opponent is going to be at WrestleMania. Oh,
0: Well, this one here is a big one for Lots of people. And not a big one in a good way either. Uh, Even Kurt Angle's family is not a fan of who has been picked. People, we are talking about Kurt Angle going to WrestleMania in his retirement match against one Baron Corbin.
1: Oh my god, Carl. Like we had predicted no... Cena, Joe, maybe Matt Rill from XT. Literally, I think anybody else we would have been, or uh, speaking for myself, I, I would have been cool with. But girls, they, they literally picked the one guy where it's like, oh, really?
0: Yeah, 100% they <laughs> did. And I mean, it was, <laughs> it was kind of an on the nose that, yeah, we kind of figured that it was going to be. Uh, Baron Corbin because of, you know, the, the little bit of history that's been happening as of late yep. with Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. But really, like that was just something that <laughs> people had expected, but they were like, no, they're not going to do that. Yeah. And in turn, they actually did go that way, which was totally out of left field. So
1: When you look at storyline, yes, it does technically make some sense there. I will give them that. Yep. But for the retirement match of somebody with the significance of Kurt Angle, but, and, and if they were going to do something like that, I mean, th- this would have had to have been set up a while ago, regardless of who they're picking, because it sounds like that's going to change now, because when Kurt when I went through the curtain to the, the grill position, even Vince waved at him and go, sorry, brother, we're going to change it. <laughs> we made a mistake. You know, because uh, when, you, like I said before, we hit the record button here, when, you, when you're when you watching the segment in the crowd, as soon as he drops the name, people are like, okay, time for a bathroom
0: break. <sighs> Yeah, 100%. You could visually actually see that on the episode when when Kurt Angle announced. You you visually saw people get up and walk away. It was quite interesting to see. And especially, like you said, for somebody that has the name of Kurt Angle, for people to get up and walk away and be like, I'm done.
1: It's, it's like watching a little kid at, at Christmas morning when, let's say, for example, he's expecting an Xbox for Christmas and he opens it up and up and it's like a, something very small, maybe like a Rubik's Cube or something, and you just see the disappointment in the kid's face where you're like, oh. <laughs> that, that's yeah. what it completely reminds me of. I'm looking at faces in the crowd as this is unfolding and it's just like, oh, my goodness. Going into, into WrestleMania for something so significant, it, so disappointing, so disappointing. And... As we mentioned, it seems like they're going to backpedal on this now. It's got to be Cena, right?
0: I mean, at this point, there really shouldn't be any other name. Cena should be the name to do it, and that's that's what the people want. That's what the fans want. That's what the the, the marks want. Yep. That's even what the Mark want. Yes, it doesn't matter. Mark-tards. Everybody seems to really at this point want Kurt Angle versus John Cena at WrestleMania for Kurt Angle's retirement match.
1: Yeah. I mean, other than Samoa Joe, there really is no other on-the-nose pick. Anything else could be okay. I guess Undertaker is a a little far-fetched, but um, we're we're seeing a possibility with that, too, that, that they might be exploring the possibility of taking Sting out of retirement to have a match with Undertaker. I think that that would be an awful, awful idea at this point. Just given the age and given the physical condition of both guys, especially Sting, is in retirement because of a neck injury. Don't force him into the situation and have him go out on a, on a sad note.
0: But in, in that case, we're talking Sting and The Undertaker here, go, going in a one-on-one match at WrestleMania, yeah. which is what should have originally happened. Yes. That is exactly what should have happened originally. But this is actually Sting saying that, <clears throat> yeah, he would be up for coming out to do one more with The Undertaker. Yeah. But that's the only way that he would do it, is if he had that match against The Undertaker not anyone else.
1: Yeah, it would have to be such a safe match and, and just really a character kind of driven match, you know, and, and very safe. Like, you would have to come in and wrestle a very, dare I say, Hulk Hogan-esque type of match where just, you got to go in there, put on a good show, but be careful with the guy because he's
0: fragile. Well, I mean, at this point, both of them are. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that's that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be just a character match is all that it's yeah. it's going to be. You're going to see a little bit of you know striking going on then you're going to see signature moves then you're going to see finisher moves then you're going to see another signature and then you'll see the finish the big finish and then that's it right i mean if they do do that it's not going to be a 20 minute match it's going to be all of a eight minute 10 minute max tops
1: yeah and you know like we mentioned last week that uh we're at least we're, we're speculating or we're, we're anticipating this to be a very, very long show with potentially I'm hearing the number of like 17 or 18 matches. So we're, we're going to have to fill some spots here. And um, and a lot of this is still yet to be determined, too, from what I'm, uh, <laughs> I've been seeing. Uh, I think we're still only at seven or eight matches. Roman versus Drew is supposedly something, but I don't think that that's actually been confirmed yet. Even the the, the WWE title match, even that is still up in the air. Which are we going to get into uh, next year, Carl?
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely we're looking... Um, <clears throat> WrestleMania is supposed to be the longest ever, uh, the most action-packed if there's going to be. But we're, like, less than two weeks away now. Yep. And we still only have, like you have mentioned, about seven matches. And leading into our next topic, the WWE Championship... Really, just in 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 a lull right now of there mm. being nothing because, and we all thought that that Kofi Kingston was going to be added into that match and and given a a spot on WrestleMania. One hundred percent, that's what we. He went through and he beat everybody, and then he he has this gauntlet match to come up on SmackDown, and yep. and what happened? What the heck happened?
1: pure and simple Carl, that they're they've overbooked this thing just too much that they're going to i i, I get this the, that having that have the little guy kind of struggle against insurmountable odds and everything but I mean to a certain degree if he keeps swinging back and forth back and forth oh he's gonna do good then you bring him down you it just it's too much at the, at some point you got to be like, okay he's gonna have this shot or not because at, at this point we don't have any more time to screw around with this storyline <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I mean, like like I said, I mean, we all thought that Kofi Kingston was going to run the gauntlet and, and, and be there. He was going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah. This was it. We're two weeks away. This is it. It has to happen. But yet he lost on SmackDown, and at this point is not going to be in title picture at WrestleMania. Yeah. And if something drastic doesn't happen, it doesn't even look like the WWE championship is going to be defended at WrestleMania because how are you going to be able to build something other than Kofi Kingston at this point yeah. in less than two weeks for this title?
1: Yeah. You, you don't have time for anybody else. I, I'm already even hearing them uh, speculating to, to give Mustafa Ali um, a championship at the dreaded crown jewel event. They're already kind of thinking stuff about it. We're, we're, we're they're are we're already thinking past WrestleMania at this point. Like it just it's, it boggles the mind that this is even being spoken about.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. It is. I mean, like WrestleMania is is the the, the showcase of the Immortals. It's your yeah. big show of the year. Your championship is the WWE Championship, which should be the WWE Championship defended on WWE programming at WWE WrestleMania on the WWE <laughs> Network. Yeah. You see where we're going with this year?
1: Yeah. There's no standout championship title anymore. We have the WWE title and we have the Universal title. And at this point, Carl, you may or may not agree with me, they, they both feel so insignificant at, at, at the moment. We have, we have the part-time champion Brock Lesnar. I get kind of the appeal of that to a certain extent. But when the guy's never around, we've said this before. Just we we, we sometimes you even forget that the guy's got the freaking title, and then and then we have the Daniel Bryan who's yes doing fantastic things with it, but it just it, it doesn't it, it doesn't feel like it's the championship that everybody's gunning for. Not anymore.
0: Honestly, right now within the WWE, it doesn't seem as though there is any standout champion at all. Yep. At all, period. I mean, to even take the Intercontinental title, how many times has that changed hands in the last four months? The U.S. title, same thing. How many times has it changed hands? Like, it's just bouncing back and forth between people, and it seems like there is no legitimacy put onto any championship in the WWE anymore. It's it's, it's odd. It's very, very odd to me that the WWE, that's what – it was. You went there to win the biggest yep. championship in the world, the WWE Championship. Whether it was the Winged Eagle, whether it was the uh, Undisputed Title, whether yep. it was the Big Gold Title, whether no matter what it was, that's what you were there for. Yep. And now it just seems like it doesn't like titles don't even matter anymore, which is, uh, I mean, a whole other topic. But yeah. like wow, what are we doing right now? And especially with Kofi Kingston and losing that spot at WrestleMania.
1: It, it literally feels like okay, we have the, the WWE uh, Championship, we have the Universal title, we have the Intercontinental and the US title. And from my perspective and what's been going, like it feels like all titles are at the same level. It, it's, it really, really kind of feels that way. you know. And I, I think it was a great idea and Rick and with the Hearing the Mercs, uh had suggested this, that I, I think it's great to have Kurt Angle win the United States title and retire that title along with him. I think that that would have been fantastic. Out of all of the four, that's the one I think that matters the least now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Right. So we'll see. Um, I want to be optimistic about... Uh, WrestleMania going in, but still, you know, a week since our last episode here, Carl, and they have, they have yet to really do anything to really kind of hook me in. I, I'm going to be off both days to watch, uh, the, the day before WrestleMania and WrestleMania. We'll see what my, ex- what the experience is going to be like, but, uh, time is, uh, is running out and they need to get something to, to really kind of hook us in here. Yeah. So another thing that we want to talk about, and we again, we suggested this, where we talked about this last week when they were doing Watch Along, and we had EC3 sitting in the background. And this is the the, the way that I kind of saw it. Even just looking at the man's face sitting there, you could just tell that he's like, damn, you know, I wish I was in that ring having a match, having some kind of moment. Is there anything that we can do to save him at this point in WWE? Or should he just... Uh, Sit out the rest of that contract and go somewhere else. Sit it out. It's it's like he's a fish out of water, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's very odd because he's a good worker. Fantastic. He's he's got the presence to him. Yeah. He's got the look. He's got the skill. He's got the mic skills mm-hmm. when he wants to use them. Not. He's got like the entire package. Yep. But they've got him right now as this mute character who just flexes. Like, it's it's dropped ball 100%. Coming from what he was doing over in NXT to moving over to the main roster, Mm -hmm. they have seriously dropped the ball on this, and it just does not feel like the same EC3
1: they called him up with no plan for him that much is it's clearly it's very obvious at this point they called him up and it's almost like it almost feels like it was an accidental call-up which i mean how in the world can this happen i mean it to, to call him and it's it's like they, they did and they went oh we don't have anything going on for you sir you know
0: yeah, it, it, it does feel that way. It really I, I does. I don't think that that's exactly the way that it, you know, happened, but that's exactly how it feels. It feels like they just kind of listened to the WWE universe, I guess you could say,
1: mm-hmm.
0: called him up because that's what people wanted. And then they're like, yeah, eh, we called you up. So there you go. We gave the people what they wanted.
1: Yeah. You no, know, and this was kind of right before that time that we had these new people coming backstage, like your your Jeff Jarrett's, your Abyss, your Sanjay Dutz. It feels like that kinda of, that sort of happened just before those acquisitions there. So the fact too that nothing's been kind of Brought in for him, other than that, sitting there mute, which I mean, just is not the right way to do him whatsoever. Like he had suggested, you know. looking back at his impact work, and, and I think to a lesser extent in XT, but especially in Impact, it, it's it's like it's night and day. It's not not the same guy anymore, and it's really sad to watch because he was a very very good talent in, in Impact. He was a standout.
0: I I don't think that Impact would say no if he were to come back and mm-hmm. say. I want to come
1: home we'll see um I, I, don't, I don't want to use the on the nose thing that seems to happen now oh well it's not going great there maybe he'll go to AEW. i'm, I'm getting i'm getting tired of, the, of the, this whole kind of thing anybody whose contract is in question at WWE, the default thing now is they're going to go at AEW. i'm getting i don't know about you but i'm getting sick and tired of hearing that line <laughs>
0: I was sick of it like a few weeks ago. Why are you bringing it up still?
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just getting on that uh, train of thought now. Unfortunately, it took me a little longer than you on that one, man. But uh, something else that uh, happened, which was very odd. We had down in AAA, which for those who aren't aware, they're actually probably one of the, if not the oldest wrestling promotion around. And the Young Bucks went down there and won the tag titles And the only snippet of this that I've seen is actually the ending of the match. And one of the top tag teams in the world winning these titles. And the reaction was so subdued and so kind of blah. It was really, really bizarre.
0: Now, what reaction are you talking? Are you talking the crowd reaction or are you talking the community reaction? The
1: crowd reaction. Okay. Yeah.
0: So for those of you who don't know, AAA is a Mexican promotion. Yeah. And they have very different ways of doing things down there, as opposed to us here in North America, uh, as opposed to those in Europe, as opposed to those in Australia. Like every region, it seems, tends to have their own type of fans and fan base. Even Japan you take a look at some of the stuff from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. They're very calm. They're very sit back. They clap. They like and it's not like jump up out, out of your seat and like hoot and holler yeah. clap. But it's just like it's like golf clap almost. They just sit there and they, they just calmly clap, which everyone does it. It is thunderously loud because yeah. everyone is doing it and it gets a great reaction that way. Mexico is a little bit different. Yep. During the matches, they've got those stupid horns going, like <laughs> during the entire match. Every time, it, I hate it. Hate those stupid horns. Yeah. But that's tradition for them over yeah. there. But come the end of the match, they're very calm, subdued, and they're they're very appreciative, and they clap as well. Not even like like hoot and holler. Sometimes they don't clap. Sometimes it's just a, a, a smile on their face and just a big show of, of gratitude and emotion from yeah. them because they've used up all their energy during the match to pump, pump up the workers. And now that the match is finished, it's everyone's time to relax.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think, for you at least... For someone who, who who might not be real familiar with watching AAA or yeah. watching, you know, different stuff from Mexico, it does look very odd.
1: Good. You're right. The best it way does. to maybe describe it would be like a culture shock type of a thing.
0: Oh, definitely hundred yeah. percent it is.
1: Because I mean, uh, even going rewinding the clock back, back to the nineties when I, I believe it was either late on on Saturdays or sometime on Sunday, the, there used to be some Mexican wrestling on. I forget what channel. And I did just the big thing that stood in my mind just the the, uh, the color commentators during the match, like it was just like over the top, like energy, like just uh, like. I don't know who can talk for that long time, string that many to, words together and keep that energy up the whole time. It was just, it was just, just nonstop. It was like, it was nuts, right? Like it was all kind of on outshine what was going on in the ring. Sometimes there was just so much energy. And then you mentioned in the crowds, like, yeah, you know. So it, it's a little jarring for, for a North American wrestling fan. I, I get, I get that. So, but, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I, for me, it, it was a little strange.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> and like I said, I mean, for a lot of people who aren't used to that, yeah, it is strange. Mm-hmm. It is very strange, cons- especially if you're used to, um, you know, North American professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. When you're used to North American professional wrestling, you're used to uh, jeering, you're used to uh, clapping, you're used to hooting, you're used to hollering, you're used to, you know, signs everywhere. You're yep. used to, you know, like, like just being loud and really vocal. Yeah. And then when you when you go somewhere and it isn't like that, you're kind of like, oh, oh, hmm, wow, uh, you know. You kind of sit on your hands and you're, you you kind of put your head down. You're like, oh, I guess. Well, hmm. he, but he, it's just the difference.
1: They even just here locally at the MCW show that I went to, I have actually have a recording on my phone somewhere. Just the, the, the energy from the crowd was just like nonstop during the matches. Like, just it was it, it was a yeah, it's a smaller. Room, it's a smaller venue, so it's going to be louder in there just regardless. But, uh, very much a different experience, uh, from the uh, the triple A, I must say.
0: It is, but I mean, congratulations to the young bucks, Yeah. I mean, making their way down to triple A, winning the triple A tag team titles, good for them. Um, I care about it, like, that's awesome, yeah. And that just shows that they, you know, and and we're going to talk a little AEW with this, but. Mm-hmm. They're, they're working for AEW. They, they essentially are part are owners of AEW yeah. in, in essence. But yet they're still going and working these, these other shows. And I'm sure it's to help build the AEW brand, yeah. 100%. But as well, they're just going and showing that we're regular guys who still have to go out there and work.
1: True, yeah. This brings up a little bit of a side topic. It's actually not on our run here, Carl, to go along with this. Do you, is there such a thing as, because I think we're seeing it a little bit, maybe with the Young Bucks, but I mean, especially with like Pentagon and Phoenix and some of these guys, is there such a thing as us just seeing too many of these guys on too many promotions all the time? Or are they getting overexposed? No. Do you think at all? No? Is there?
0: I, I, I honestly don't. I think it's very good for them to go and do that. I mean, you're... <clears throat> You're a professional in a sport of wrestling.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's no, I don't think that there's any type of overexposure or appearing too many times or in too many different promotions. You're an independent contractor. That's what you do. You make your money by professional wrestling
1: especially going to the, some of these other countries, you know, that maybe don't get to see those certain styles and whatnot. So I, I think to a certain extent, you know, possibly like if, if they were like just in North America, going to maybe too many promotions, especially if you're as a fan, you know, watching, you know, on say fight or something, if you're always seeing the same guys in different promotions, I, I, for, for me, I think it could get to be a little too much, especially if they're doing the same type of match or, or anything all that time, I, I could see it getting a little repetitive, for if nothing else, but I mean, going to these other parts of the world, you know, like say doing more like a like a strong style match and going to like an Australia or something where they don't necessarily have that kind of style there, something like that that could be good. But um, I, I think sometimes maybe there there for me at least there can be sometimes where I, I do see maybe a little too much of these guys.
0: And and you got to remember, I mean, you're talking you know in North America. Um, them traveling around and going to all these different (laughs) promotions and stuff like that. Those are just the top tiered guys. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, you know, one top tier tag team, or that's one or two top tier singles wrestlers that are, that are doing that. You're focusing, I think too much on those people and not really on the rest of the card that happened. Yeah. Right. Who cares If, if you've seen them three times already do the exact same match. That's fine. You can you, you can sit next to your buddy, and, and you know, sit to the the person that you're sitting beside that you don't even know, and go, "Hey, hey, watch this. This is what's going to happen." Yeah. And then they're going to think that you're a genius
1: because you're like, <laughs> That's a "Good point." I didn't wow, think of it that way. I didn't. Right? I really didn't think of it that, that
0: way. Everything from that match, right? Who cares? Don't focus on that. Focus on the rest of the card that happened before these top tier guys came out. And that's where your money
1: is. That's interesting. You can almost kind of come off as a mind reader, or uh, somebody right? who can like foresee the the future. And, and, uh, and that's an interesting take. I, I didn't uh, really think of it that way. Something else that uh, I've been wanting to talk about now that uh, it's come up a few times now on the podcast, Carl, that we're in this reality, in this real era, especially in WWE now, and, and it's it's brought about a, a question that I kind of have some concerns about because we're doing this edgy stuff with uh, Ronda Rousey you with know, Biggie recently, um, you know, did that video talking about, you know, essentially like if you can read between the lines on that, I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but um, it's very much speaking of like an an oppression of black people for lack of a better term. If you can read between Mm -hmm. the lines of the conversation, he says, you know, that us as a people can only reach a certain level essentially is what he's saying. So having said all that we're doing this edgy stuff now at the same time in the same company are we still, can we, can we still do like this, this, the warrior war, the make a wish stuff at the same time?
0: Sure, why not?
1: You don't find a why, jar?
0: I don't think we could? Couldn't.
1: For me, it's just jarring to, to see all this kind of edgy stuff, even pushing the boundaries. You have good taste sometimes. And at the, and then you have the same company at the same time doing all these charities. For me, it, it comes off as, I will not say hypocritical, but almost.
0: So you have Bruce Willis, who plays a crazed maniac and goes out there and shoots up, a thousand people and blows up five schools, but yet he can go and donate a million dollars to charity and be the f- forefront of that charity. And everybody loves him still. And he goes and he advocates for that charity. And I'm just using Bruce Willis's yeah. name as an example, because he, you know, he's, he, he's, he's a name in Hollywood, yeah. right? It, it could be anybody. It could be Chris Pratt, you know, it could be and anybody, anybody, Mm -hmm. There has to be, and I understand the reality era is there, but still, everybody knows kayfabe is dead. It's gone. Everyone knows that there is a difference between the professional wrestler and the human being, right? So even within that confines of the business itself, people understand that there is a difference between what happens in the ring Mm -hmm. and the charity work that they do outside of, the professional wrestling ring, right? So that's that's my little take yeah. on it. I think it's very hypocritical if somebody were to say, "Oh, they can't do that because they're in this reality. They're they're pushing things a little bit edgier." Uh, how can they still do all of these, uh, you know, charitable works? Well, you go and support the ones that are in the movies and shooting up mm, all sure. these people, yeah. or you support those that. Uh, you know, are are throwing out rap lyrics that uh, drop an f bomb every five words. Yeah. Yet they're doing amazing things for different charities. Mm.
1: Well, you mentioned that that word kayfabe. I mean, that, that this whole conversation really hinges on that kind of word. You know, it, are we going to continue to to even try then to portray professional wrestling in a kayfabe manner at this point? If we're going to go down that path, that, that that's where it can get a little dangerous, right? Going forward.
0: I've said it again,
1: yeah.
0: and again, and again, and again. You can get away with that within the WWE because they are an entertainment business company. Yeah. Within professional wrestling, now I'm talking like Ring of Honor. I'm talking Impact. I'm talking New Japan. I'm talking AAA. I'm talking MCW. I'm talking... CWE, I'm talking MLW, I'm talking Mm -hmm. Ignite Wrestling, I'm talking any uh, other promotion out there can still probably get away with trying to run kayfabe Mm -hmm. because they are professional wrestling organizations, they're not entertainment organizations.
1: Very, very good point and, and something too that a lot, a lot of these companies, you know, like Ring of Honor and some of these other promotions do do some of this charitable kind of work, but it's more kind of behind the scenes. It's not like uh, being bombarded at us constantly. A lot of these companies do, do charitable things, but it's just, it's not brought to the forefront as much or if really ever. So another thing that we want to talk about here, Carl, is just ra- around the podcast kind of in general here recently, we're got a lot of stuff going on. You're going to be going on the Jericho cruise. I'm going to be going to the ring of honor show in Toronto. We, we've got, we got guests. We got uh, coming guests coming back. We have some uh, new kind of exciting guests coming up, but the, the main one that I want to focus on me being in Southern Ontario, I, I have the choice to go to cause SummerSlam is going to be in Toronto, And then we have this ring of honor live show. Guess which one I picked. I'm going to the ring of honor show.
0: Yeah, Ring of Honor, War of the Worlds, a, a combination show between Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro yes. Wrestling coming together in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Big Joe has his ticket. Yep. Um, I think if, if, if you watch the uh, the pay-per-view and watch the show, um, we, we might actually see you. Is that correct?
1: I got a heart cam
0: seat, sir. Heart cam seat. There we go. Yep. So hopefully big joe might be able to get some uh photos little videos and uh maybe maybe a couple shout outs and uh, a couple questions answered uh if possible at all um and i mean i I hope to do the same thing when i'm uh with the wife where we decided that we're going to uh hop on and and go to the jericho cruise number two yep so, yeah, I mean, first is going to be Big Joe's. That's coming up, what, in the next two months, isn't it?
1: May 9th is going to be the date.
0: There we go, people. So, so watch out for that. Um, hopefully, maybe we'll, we'll be able to get some, some more content uh, for the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages as we go along throughout the podcasting world mm-hmm. and... With Big Joe being down in Southern Ontario now, it allows him a little bit more opportunity to check out some of these different shows. I, as well, am going to be at the CWE, Canadian Wrestling's Elite Mm -hmm. 10th anniversary show that's going to be happening here in Sault Ste. Marie, where, uh, for a while, Turnbuckle Talk was based out of um, CWE, thankfully has decided to come back on their 10th anniversary tour, come through the Sioux, check out their YouTube page. They have got some, uh, stars, some very high profile stars from like ring of honor and new Japan that have left them wishes. Yeah. of a happy success on the 10th anniversary. So go and check that out. I'm going to be there. I am hoping to be able to get maybe a couple shout-outs or uh, be able to uh, get a couple answers uh, to some questions as well. Yeah. But really looking forward to hopefully Joe being able to get that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Termuggle uh, talk, we're going to be at some marquee events around the professional wrestling business. So looking forward to that. It's going to be a real cool thing uh, for us. So we had mentioned – oh, go ahead, girl.
0: Well, I, I got to find out now why. Why did you decide yeah. the Ring of Honor New Japan Show over SummerSlam?
1: I chose that, Carl, because it's no secret that the current WWE product just doesn't excite me anymore. After watching the the big thing that really has me this was the Ring of Honor seventeenth anniversary show. If you want to go back and listen to last week's episode, you can you can hear me. Mark out very hard to that episode because I enjoyed the hell out of it, and, and I, I mentioned when our, we did our Christmas episode, Ring of Honor was my favorite promotion of 2018, and has definitely carried over to 2019, and if anything, it's gone even more so. So I had to I had to go pick Ring of Honor instead of uh, SummerSlam. It's going to be a little bit cheaper, and I just I feel like I'm not going to be disappointed by going to the show, and that's the other that was the deal breaker.
0: There we go, people. That is your reason why Big Joe decided to go to Ring of Honor, New Japan, War of the Worlds, May 9th, 2019 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, over WWE SummerSlam.
1: Absolutely. So you had mentioned, of course, that new Japan pro wrestling will be involved in the show that I'm going to be going to. And this brings up something that, uh, you know, we don't talk a whole lot of new Japan. I figured we would a little bit on this episode here because we're getting really close to the Madison square garden show and it's looking very likely because we're down to the the quarter, we're down to sorry, down to the semifinals in the New Japan Cup, and I'm going to call it now that it's going to be Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jay White at the Madison Square Garden show, and I think you got to have Tanahashi coming out of there as the champ. You got to.
0: Well, that's what you think.
1: He's dude. He's the the equivalent and this might seem like an over exaggeration but it really is not over in japan that man is huge huge celebrity to 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 the extent where maybe not so much recently but when hulk hogan was at the height of his popularity that's really how big this guy is over japan
0: you're right he is and how long has he been like that for for quite a while carl right for a long time so now we have tanahashi who is notably the biggest star over in new japan pro wrestling and we have the young the young switchblade yeah right what better way to get switchblade jay white over than with tanahashi
1: I, I I just, I feel that it's just too on the nose to have the gaijin coming out of the title. For, for those who aren't aware of that term, uh, gaijin basically means non-Japanese wrestler for, for to, to put it in the simplest layman terms when it comes to new Japan pro wrestling gaijin basically means a non-Japanese wrestler. And I just think that given that the show is happening in North America and in the U S having a North, having somebody who's not Japanese come out of there, I think it's just, for me, it's just a, t- a little too on the nose and I mean, if I was going to pick anybody other than Tanahashi, I would maybe like to see maybe Okada go in there against um, Jay White. And then I would, I would have Okada because uh, he's he's getting close to Tanahashi's level when it comes to popularity. And, oh my God, kind of wrestlers in Japan.
0: Very true. Um, I mean, never say never in this business. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's... Is Jay really it's, the face
1: of this company? Is he really going to be the face of this company?
0: You see, that's 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 where I I struggle a little bit because yeah. I I I think given the opportunity, yes, yeah, hundred percent. Given the opportunity, yes, because that there is a, a guaranteed. You have to step up. You have to do this. Yeah. You are the face of this company. You need to make sure that that you know you want to get paid. Yep, you got to be the main guy right yep. like that's so, so it's a way to really exemplify and and have um you know jay r- really come into his own and really build himself to be this star that he definitely can be i think it's it's a great way to do it
1: yeah the great debate i guess you know amongst fans especially is just a lot. I think a lot of us, and I would say I'm kind of on the fence where just a lot of people feel that maybe he's not quite ready for that burden yet. I think that's where a lot of people are coming from.
0: Is anybody ever ready for anything that they do though?
1: That's the great debate. That's the great debate. Yeah. Right. So, so we'll see uh, either way. That's going to be a real, we mentioned this before, and I am beating a dead horse a little bit with this, but it's going to be a landmark show in the business, you know, and with Cody and those guys kind of exiting and not being part of that show, there was some concern that it's going to be lackluster, but I think that it's still going to be pretty good. It's going to be a very ring of honor heavy show as well too, which is uh, also very interesting. So we'll see how that uh, goes. Now, next topic before we do our showstopper segment uh, today, Carl is an interesting one where I kind of came up with this one fairly recently. And given that we are, essentially wrestling journalists in the business here carl i think it's time to have a new wing in the wwe hall of fame but essentially I, maybe not the best word to call me like a journalism wing or just something that involves that because i think it's in time i think it's time to induct probably one of the biggest names in this field I'm of course talking about bill after
0: Definitely, and I would 100% be in agreement with you. I think the WWE should open things up, especially as they have been doing over the last several years with the Warrior Award and with the Susan G. Coleman yeah. and with all, all of these different different things that they've been doing. All these different awards that they've been putting out there, the Connors Connors Cure stuff, right? Like they got all these different things. Why not now throw in a journalism award? I mean any of the announcers, they're broadcast journalists is what they are, right? I mean, Bobby Heenan, Grilla Monsoon, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, any of those names could be considered broadcast journalists because that's what they're doing. Me and Gene Okerlund, did a lot of broadcast journalism for the WWE mm-hmm. and WWE programming. Yeah. He would do backstage, he would go on location, you know, he he would visit Macho Man, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, right? Like yeah. at, at his home, at the pool, Th- those, that's broadcast journalism right there. And I think to make a wing like that would be amazing, which will then be able to include, other people like Bill After, and yeah. maybe even if things go well enough, <laughs> yeah, Joe and Carl Carafel of Turnbuckle
1: <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, uh, you know, especially when you think of you know, not necessarily just WWE, but with the, the, the true wrestling fan, when you think wrestling journalists, just res- pure wrestling journalists, I don't always mean you know, guys that are always appearing on camera and whatnot. When you think the pure wrestling journalist, it's really, really hard to not have bill after be one of the first names that, that comes to the forefront
0: it definitely is i mean uh lagana as well yeah right like i mean y- you've got all these names that aren't on television personalities but do writing and do other different things to such a skill that they have to be included in in some way or fashion now a lot People say, you know, WWE Hall of Fame, it's just a, you know, it's a BS thing, whatever. There's not even a, you know, an actual building for them and yeah. nothing like this. Whereas, like, Cauliflower Alley Club, yeah. right, they have all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure, you know, inductions into that Hall of Fame as well. The Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame is 100% should be for Bill Aptor. 100%. Um, but yeah, I would love to see the WWE do something like that as well.
1: Because I think that there's literally a name in Professor Wrestling that he hasn't talked to face to face and done an interview with. The, the man has, and always has been, and he is still, he does stuff on YouTube. I mean, the guy goes out and he interviews,
0: he talks to everybody. He has time to do all this stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I don't know at all. But yeah, the guy is a machine. Yeah. He just continues to go and go and go.
1: Props to you, sir, and you deserve all all the the, the all, all the acclaim that you can possibly ever get. And oh, it's yeah. very, very well deserved. All right, Carl, we're gonna take a brief break and we're gonna come back with our showstopper segment for this week. And this is gonna revolve around the day after WrestleMania. So we'll be right back here.
0: Hi, I'm Michael Malkor from thegorillaposition.com and the Roar Network, here with a very important message. This commercial that you're hearing right now. This very audio, this prime piece of real estate can be yours. That's right. Your product, service, show, or whatever you need to bring attention to can be done right here on this very podcast or on any of our shows here on the Roar Network. But that's not all. A host of other services can also be yours. Communications, news releases, video editing and production, any number of public relations and marketing services are available for the asking. Contact us at thegorillaposition1 at gmail.com today to find out how we can help you grow your audience, your bookings, your attendance, and your business. Thanks for tuning in to Turnbuckle Talk. This is Vinny DaVinci here with Joe and Carl. All your wrestling information and news coming right at you live here on the podcast.
1: All right, guys. Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk.
0: Yes, we are, guys, and we are at our show stopper segment for this week.
1: Absolutely, Carl. And this week... Is a topic that kind of goes off something that we had mentioned last week. because we had mentioned that the raw right after WrestleMania, typically every year, is this kind of big lump of call ups from NXT and whatnot. And what I, what I thought we'd do this week for the showstopper is come up with something different for for this kind of scenario and kind of each pitch our ideas here. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first?
0: Go ahead, go first.
1: I'm interested. Okay. I'm interested to see. My idea for the, the Raw after WrestleMania would be to have. Now, th- this is probably similar to something that's been done, and it's going to be similar to an invasion type of angle because I think what I'd like to see, and this doesn't have to be Collapse, this is just more of like a showcase of your other talents out there, is that I think that you have a an NXT UK kind of invasion happening on, on Raw to showcase that talent to your mainstream audience over in the U S to me. I think that that would be a really cool and something different that doesn't always happen every single year. That's what I'd like to see.
0: That's a, that, that's a really cool thing, but I, 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 I like the idea, mm-hmm. but I don't know how well it would work considering now you're going to showcase all of these people and, and the community is going to be going, they're here they're staying we want them we need to see them more and blah 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 but they're not going to go and get the network to watch them so now they're going to be pissed because you just teased us with mm. all of this and now you're not giving this to us again for like what another year right i think that's the only downfall that you could see from that but i think that that's an amazing idea you're, i'm sure you're going to have all of that talent already there at wrestlemania anyways yeah. So why not use them on the Raw or even the SmackDown as well on top of that and let them go out there and showcase a little bit of what NXT can do to maybe get more buy rates for the network, right? Like that—that's that's a cool idea. I like that.
1: Because typically what we've been seeing, especially the last few years, is that instead of like storylines building, going into WrestleMania, is what's been happening, is that the storylines are being built at WrestleMania or the the, the night after. So I, I I think that, you know, what kind of should be happening is that all those are coming to to a culmination to a to a climax at WrestleMania, and then after WrestleMania, we're sharing new storylines. But that hasn't been the case lately, so that's why I think that you know if they can kind of cap things off at WrestleMania and they continue on with something new afterwards is what I would like to see. Will they do it? Probably right. not.
0: Yeah. So for myself, I. I have a little bit of a different take on things because mm-hmm. I have wrestled and I know the strain that it puts on your body mm-hmm. and especially leading up to WrestleMania and then coming to WrestleMania and your adrenaline is just going at super high and everything is just culminating in this moment of WrestleMania. And now they're expecting you to go out there on raw and do it all again. Yeah. And then on SmackDown and do it all again. Why not, for Raw and SmackDown, after WrestleMania, we only show you and give you a couple of matches. You want to start building some stories, start there. With only a few select people, let them kind of go out there and ease back into the job of wrestling, but have the show more of a reflection Mm. type of show. So give us a little bit of reflection from over the past year from last WrestleMania to this WrestleMania and what's happened with, you know, two or three different stars kind of build. And I know on the network, they do that. They kind of do like this whole WWE 24 thing. Right. Um, But why not do something like that as well? The Oscars, the Emmys, every other award show does something like this. Yep. Why do not we have a memorial mm. for those that have passed during the year? It doesn't have to yep. be anything super huge. It doesn't have to be anything like, you know, half of the show. But give me a 10-minute montage of something for those that have passed on since last WrestleMania yeah. or the last Raw to this Raw, right? Make it more of just a a, a calm show to let everyone know, hey, our biggest night just happened, so now we're going to refocus and bring everything to you guys, and it gives the workers a little bit of time to recuperate, gives them a couple of days after WrestleMania to really recuperate, and then the next week, be right back into it and starting to build more story and giving people great professional wrestling. I think that if you allowed the time for that rest period after Wrestlemania that we would see better stuff coming from the WWE because the workers are going to be refreshed.
1: It's an interesting approach it would definitely be very different and it could possibly fit with what's going on because if you haven't? And if you have, uh, go check out the the most recent episode of NXT. It was it was very interesting because it was very much a different show for NXT. We only had one match for the evening. We had that we had that um, the, the match for the, the the number one contender, which Adam Cole ended up winning. Fantastic match. But what was very interesting too was when it came to the promos that happened, like 30, 40, 30 to forty five seconds for each each promo. It was, very, it was very brief, very to the point, very very different. It's It really, really stood out, and I don't know if this is with uh, some of the new uh, blood backstage or whatnot, but it, it definitely felt like there was a little bit of a shift there. It was it was interesting.
0: It was, and that's that's kind of where where my uh, my thinking for the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania are coming from, yep. because you only have that one match. So you, you had those five guys that went out there, and they took up like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm of of the show like 40 minutes or 35 40 minutes of the show was just this match itself and the guys weren't continuously going you'd see two guys fighting in the ring and then the other three kind of subdued and, and kind of sitting back yeah. and, and and catching their breath for a second and then you'd see the next rotation come in of workers and giving us a great scuffle going on yeah. while the other ones kind of sat back and and you know caught their breath And then you saw another two come in. And like it was, it seemed to be just this real amazingly good flow that allowed all five of them to really still have their bearings about them and not be exerting all of their energy, but still giving us an amazing match.
1: Yeah. And with the promos too, like I said, you know, and nothing gets a lot of these talents, but some of them aren't really all that great at it. And I mean, if you're not a, if you're not a Jake the Snake Roberts or a Rowdy Riot Paper or a CM Punk, you probably shouldn't be doing long promos anyways, because it, it just comes off long winded and not very good. So I, th- I think keeping it to the short ones, you just, they, they make their point. They, they do what they do to get their stuff in and get themselves over in the manner they need to. And then done in and out. I like Very it. Very old school. Yes, like I said, unless you're a Jake the Snake Roberts, then yeah, you can give him the time because when he spoke, even if it was a little bit longer. Still, each word mattered, and there was no wasted energy. He made his point. It was a little bit longer than the typical promo, but and then too, you know, it wasn't the uh, the warrior and the Hogan stuff. Where it was just him, like just screaming at the camera. And other times, I would I remember watching that kind of stuff, and I would just be like. Can this guy just stop screaming now? Just don't talk, right? Yeah. And, of course, you know, yeah. on the flip side, too, we had your Steiners and your, uh, your your Psycho SIDS where it's like, just don't ever give, give that person a microphone, please. <laughs> yeah. And to make a current reference, I think you could even make that argument for Barry Corbin. When that guy talks, I I, I tune out. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I'll hit the mute button. I don't want to hear him talk. I, I think he's fine in the ring. Just don't ever talk. Don't talk.
0: <laughs> yeah but you go along with that i think you're right i mean all five of those guys went through they had a 30 35 second promo that they did they nailed it they were on the point they got their their uh their verbiage right they got whatever they wanted to say out in that time and you felt it you felt the emotion that was coming out of them in those 35 seconds
1: yeah the only catch with that whole thing is that you could see the winner coming a mile away because all the other guys other than Adam Cole are all tied up for NXT, so you could see, you can almost kind of predict that Cole was going to get that. To, it's by no means a bad thing. Adam Cole is fantastic, and it's, it's going to be good, him and Johnny. But um, for me, it was one that, uh, as, good, as great as it was, I saw it coming a mile away. got to be honest
0: yeah i was hoping that there would have maybe been a you know a little bit of a swerve going in there somehow but they don't need to I don't know. overbook this it
1: is, don't do the wwe thing don't overbook it
0: because I, get- I think i think it, exactly what's going to happen and the way, why they did this yeah. because we're going to see a disputed era with everything once again yeah you know we're going to see them with the tag titles we're going to see them at some point get the uh uh, North American Championship and Adam Cole as the NXT uh, heavyweight champion. Yep, we're gonna have a huge momentum shift when it comes to NXT and the Undisputed Era yep. taking over. Considering we already know most of those guys are <clears throat> working Raw and SmackDown right now. Yep, and after Mania, they're gonna be put to one of those respective. Uh, brands right so yeah, it's kind of in our face we already know what's going to happen that's why I say I hope maybe there's a little bit of a swerve somehow some way but
1: yeah yeah. we'll have to see we'll have to see we just want to make sure that uh, with that kind of stuff we don't venture into the convoluted territory where we try to do too much because then we end up with the Kofi Kingston Daniel Bryan thing where it just gets so convoluted it's been bouncing back and forth to where to the point where we don't care
0: yeah, that's yeah the, that's exactly
1: all right carl well that was a good episode this week uh, let's uh wrap things up but before we go we of course have to make sure and talk about our sponsors
0: we do we have sponsors at hypecityvapers.com. they have some amazing flavored e for your vape over there go and check out hypecityvapers.com if you're a vapor like me And use promo code JKpodcast where you can get yourself 15% off your entire purchase. And we do not want to forget, today I am wearing my Collar and Elbow Brand hat as well as my no DQ, no count out Collar and Elbow shirt. Guys, go and check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. The link is available at all of our social media platforms that we have. Use promo code JK podcast to check out. You can get 10% off your entire order, even on their clearance items. Speaking of their clearance items, super quick. I want to let you know that their sweatshirt, the black sweatshirt with the white logo lettering is back Once they are sold, they are gone, and that is it. That one will be retired. Go and pick it up as quickly as you can, especially if you're in Canada, because it gets darn cold here. (laughs) And use our promo code, and you can save even more.
1: Absolutely. And, of course, to listen to the podcast, you can find us at our original home on Podbean, as well as Google Play Music on iTunes and all the other podcatchers out there. And of course we are powered by the Grill position and part of the Roar network. And of course, presented by the hitting the marks pro wrestling podcast where you can find the hitting the marks podcast. You can find the PW hustle. You can find tables, athers and chairs. And of course, Robin Nelson with the wrestle podcast, lots of content there. You always have stuff to fill your ear holes no matter where you go.
0: That's right, guys. And as mentioned at the beginning, our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We can be found at TB Talk Pod on all three. So, you wanna hear and see content from thegorillaposition.com or from the Hitting The Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast? Make sure you're following us on our social media platforms. Alright, well that wraps up for this week,
1: Carl, and we'll see you guys on the next one.
0: See you real soon.
1: Alright, guys, Big Joe here of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by the GorillaPosition.com and proud part of the Roar Network. So this is a new segment that we like to call Legendary Chats. Recently I got to sit down with one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling, a true encyclopedia of knowledge, a man I have a ton of respect for. Robo Rick. Alright, Robo Rick, what do you think of John Cena's return to the WWE?
0: point great and uh, right. I am I am so properly. He's just a great point uh, and I am I am point even right.
1: Interesting. I never would have thought to word it that way, sir. So what match are you most looking forward to at Wrestle Kingdom
0: 13? I am I am so s- He is the great- Great. Uh, I am I am so s- He is the great- Great. Uh, I am I am-
1: Hmm. don't think I could have worded that or articulated that better than you just did all right one final question Roborick where are you most looking forward to in
0: 2019 <laughs> Uh.
1: well said sir well said and that has been a segment we like to call legendary chats with Roborick
0: guys this is the mad one the master of the mosh mad max morrison and you're listening to joe and carl uh, turnbuckle talk oh.